0: Finish your donut. Oh yeah. Then
1: I, then I finish my pizza.
0: <laughs> We're good. Okay, your pizza's on- made me
1: take the ice out of my coffee. And We're fully adding...
0: carved. We are checked. Welcome to the Puma Pod. It's great to have everybody here with you today. Thank you so much. I am Mr. Thiessen. It's great to have you. And I'm joined with my fabulous administrator, Ms. Davenport. It's great Woo. to have yeah, you It's here. great to be here. Uh, Woo! are so So, we are very high, I will say very excited about today's topic we have our tremendous music team here and i have to tell you guys really like i don't i can't think of a music instructional program that i have experienced that isn't more authentic more real more connected to the students than what i've seen here and we've had some great music teachers that i've come by over the years but this is truly something unique and, but let's get to this. I, we'll get to all those details in a second. What I'd really like to do, though, is find out who you are. I, mean, I know them, but I want to make sure that all of our <laughs> listeners do. And right off the bat, here is Dr. Verona. How are you, Dr. Verona?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, Mr. Tison? I'm
0: so excited. We have, <laughs> and across from her is Mr. Foot, her partner in music crime. Ooh. Hello, hello, good afternoon. And this year, we're joined by our itinerant. This Ooh. is Samoke You. Hi, Smoke.
2: Hello, how are you?
0: Um, that is fantastic. It's good to have you all here. What I'd like to do is maybe if you could just walk us down a little bit of, a little, tell us a little bit about yourself. I think it's really important for us to sort of listen. What's your background? What's your history? Something good. Dr. B, let's start with you.
1: All right. So I started teaching 12 years, 11, 12 years ago. 12? Yeah, okay. I started in a pre-K to 8 school. I taught everything from elementary, middle school band, chorus, orchestra, general music, chorus. I said chorus, right? Glee club, a little bit of everything at a tiny school to all the students. And at the same time, I was working on my master's degree, got really interested in it, wanted to pursue a PhD and actually teach college where I could teach future music teachers how to teach. And I ended up doing that. But while I was there, I really missed just being in the classroom with the kids. So finished Mm. that PhD, got the credentials and went back to the elementary classroom where I found it to be the most fun and energetic and impactful, and now I'm here.
0: You know what? I think, In truly, I think the words that you just mentioned really come through every day in your work, like you mentioned. And where was that, by the way, where oh. you had those
1: experiences? <laughs> in Hawaii. So I was in oh, Hawaii wow. for the oh, pre uh, I
0: think all of our listeners' mouths just dropped. I know. Oh, uh, No, like everyone
1: wow. knew that. Everyone knew that. No, I'm from Hawaii. I, I actually didn't know that. I went back to, it was actually my former elementary school, oh, and my I gosh. replaced- my elementary music teacher who taught me to you know, sing and everything like piano and um so i went back there i taught for four years i did a master's during that time in the summers and then my husband's military orders brought us here to chantilly which i had never heard it before i thought it was a type of cake i was like what is chantilly
0: in? <laughs> well, <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah. i've never heard that no, i think I, it's I great. didn't even
1: know where we were ending up we're like is that dc is it the same thing is that arlington so anyway we ended up here and He worked here and I commuted to the University of Maryland every day where I did my PhD and I was mostly in the Maryland schools. And then I was, you know, after three years of that, it was really fun. I enjoyed the doctoral
0: process, but
1: really just wanted to get back to the classroom.
0: And your doctorate specialty in is what well. I also find yeah. is very unique. I think it's important. Yeah, it's,
1: um, so the degree is music education, but it's really broad at the doctoral level. You can do anything you want okay. as long as it loosely relates to music teaching. Okay. So my work supported music teachers in their um, their wellness and reducing their burnout levels through mindfulness.
0: I tell you what, that is something that is critical and very
1: kind of kind of a hot message
0: you it know is. within education today and in general in education about yeah. students just balancing out their stress levels, understanding yeah. anxiety, and more importantly well with coping skills. And it's wonderful to have an expert like you who in our building who can talk to our staff about that and also relate to students in the same way. Kudos to you, but you do have, like we said, a partner in the music world, Super and in crime Mr. Here. Foot. You have a slightly different story, and I would love to know what, uh, again, or share with everybody,
3: what's the road that's led you here to Pinebrook Elementary School? So I uh, I grew up in Fairfax County, so half an hour away, forty five minutes away, okay. and uh, I was in high school and I was doing lots of music stuff, and I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do for a job, but I know that I love. The amount of music I get to do on a daily basis, and so, you know, I talked to my parents about it, and they were like, "Well, I mean, you could look at being a music teacher, or or maybe something else in music, preferably something with some stability." And and I said, "Well, I think I think a music teacher." Well, I have too many ideas for that. Yeah, (laughs) something like that. But uh, but then, so I went to James Madison University, go Dukes, and uh, I remember my freshman year, everybody in my sort of music education beginning class, our sort of cohort, everyone was like, I'm gonna be a high school band teacher. I'm gonna be a middle school band teacher. I'm gonna be a high school mm-hmm. choir dir- director. And I thought, okay, I guess that's that's what you do. I guess that's the thing. And I had a, this very brief conversation with a senior at the time, and I said, "Oh, Shelby, what are you, uh, you know, what are you going to do after graduation?" Yeah, she okay. said, "I'm going to be a middle school general music teacher." And it was just Interesting. a little comment, but it totally upended my perception. I was like, "Oh my goodness, I haven't been thinking about." the other options out there. And truthfully, right. I really don't want to teach high school band. I think, <laughs> I think that there are people out there who are who are drawn to that large ensemble. I want to be a band director. I want to be an orchestra director, where you have a, a, a big group or a small group that works on a number of pieces at a really, really great depth and puts on a concert. And that's awesome. I, some of my best friends find tremendous fulfillment doing that. I have always been much more interested in making wide, a wide variety of musical choices available sure. to myself and to the people that I get to spend time making music with. You learned the drums last year. Yes, yeah. I started learning a little bit of drum set just for fun, but I was in college, I had this realization and I was so thankful I had this opportunity to to think through this as a freshman and not after graduating, finding myself in a job. Cause I said, wow, Uh, So, sorry, I should have mentioned a little context. I have a younger brother who's 11 years younger than me. Okay. So when I was in fifth grade, he was born. Okay. So all through middle and high school, I was in constant exposure with a toddler and a small kid. And Ah. that has always... I've never felt like, I I don't know what to do around little kids. And I know a lot of people feel that way after they reach a certain age. And so for me, having that little brother, I remember making music with him and doing stuff at home with him. And I was like, this is so natural and so fun and so joyful and I would much rather pursue a musical job where my my world can revolve around joy and creativity as opposed to let's make sure that we're really getting this this crescendo correct let's make sure that we're, we're all we're all you know, let's all push in a little bit because our clarinet's a little sharp I, to me that just sounded like all of the tedium where making music with with younger kids was was all of that joy. You know,
0: it's kind of funny you mentioned joy. I was talking to a group of administrators and uh, the other day and something that I loved about um, that I was explaining to the group that I loved about school was how joyful it can be. And that's something that I love the building. And so, you know, it makes so much sense that you're here. And I would have to say that the experience with your little brother, mm-hmm. you know, really was, I think you were trying to allude to kind of foretelling in some way. It's yeah, because it really walked you down the path of a comment that came up much later, as I heard you make, whenever we had all of the kindergartners come to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and they've been here last year, they were here this year, and it's been a, a wonderful experience for our school and our community. And I have to say, you were the one who had said, I'll teach them all. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now it's painfully clear as to where that came from. <laughs> and you know, well, so thank you to your little brother and your parents. Absolutely, <laughs> well, and, I,
3: and I, I do I do really feel like I was so fortunate to have gone through the middle school and high school time, which can be so tumultuous yeah. for people. I had the opportunity to go through that and to constantly be reminded and grounded and, and to experience the also tumultuous time of being a toddler and to get to witness that and to be like, wow, you know, hey. this this person is experiencing the world in a whole new way and I want to emulate that type of joyful curiosity. You know what,
0: Dr. B, and I have a tech yep. couple toddlers at home. We Anytime do. you want to experience that <laughs> again, yeah. i always happy need to send too. it over. <laughs> well, let's turn it over and learn a little bit about Miss You. Um, yeah. How are you? what is your story? I knew you were a Goshen last year, and that's largely the experience I know that you have. Yes. But uh, carry yeah. on. Tell us more.
2: Sure. So um, actually, my background is um, a major in cello performance. So I was never on the education track. I happened okay. upon it eventually. Um, I was trying to go back to grad school for performance, but okay. for one reason or another, I was in the area for a while. So I started subbing. Oh, um, and excellent. I ended up subbing as a long term sub for two music teachers in the area over at <laughs> Buffalo Trail. Oh, wow. Um, and I found that I really, really enjoyed teaching kids this age. Okay. Um, so I started the career switcher program through Shenandoah University.
0: So many people go through that.
2: Right, right. Um, and so when I did that, originally I was thinking about going into middle school for strings. Okay. But, I don't know, interacting with kids in elementary school versus middle school, I found my home, I think, more with the elementary <laughs> school level. Um, so, I finished that program, and now I'm here. But I actually do have another connection with
0: Grove. Oh, lovely.
2: My sister went here. Um, oh, come on. She graduated here from here in, like, two thousand. Seven, I
0: want to say. Oh my yeah. gosh, how about it? so and she's
2: still on the walls?
0: And did, did you find her handprint? I found on one day exactly. I found That is the one of the most special things yeah. about like all these now that this is the school's 19th year, yeah. like all of these individuals from those early years get to come back or have a connection just like you talked about. And that's what they want. They want to find their handprint. Yeah. It's kind of fun. A shout out to Miss Smith over at our cole elementary school, yeah. my son Jack had uh Miss Smith and I found she was sure enough she was a Pinebrook student. I found so her true. I found her handprint. I took a picture of it and wow. I sent it to her class and said, here That's you go, cool. Miss Smith. <laughs> 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 <And she laughs> said her class, it was a, it's such a great connection. It's something really special and I'm happy that you had that connection here. Yeah, it, was it was great to you. Where did you go to school?
2: Oh uh, I went to school in Cincinnati. Uh, I went to the Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music, um, which is part of the University of Cincinnati. Gotcha. Um, I graduated from there, in 2015.
0: Okay. Yeah. And are you from Ohio? And no, are... I'm
2: from the Virginia area. You're, you're so okay. Naturally. your up sister went here. Prince yeah. William and
1: Loudon. Okay. okay.
0: Prince William, Loudon. I love it. That's great. I well, miss
1: you as being a little humble. That is an excellent say, music conservatory. It's probably,
3: it's probably in the top 10 in the country in terms of uh, music performance. So, like, you have I, to be a, the very absolute top echelon of musicians to go there, especially as an undergraduate. Yeah. I am very happy you pointed yep. out that detail. She wasn't going to point it out. <laughs> no. No. no, no.
0: Um, And so it's great to have um, all of you here, like we said, and welcome again. Thank you. What I'd like to say, though, is that the the reason I wanted to talk with you guys is because, again, you do the fifth grade play. Mm -hmm. And that is just so commonly said. Lots of plays have been done in Loudoun County, other years in different ways. I don't know if anybody has the play done like you guys do. And the experience is so authentic where there is... The students are fully part of every single component. And whenever you guys, I don't know, five years ago, came to my office and said, Paul, I want to pitch this idea about the play. What do you think? I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything about education that you ever... Envision just wrapped up in one experience. So m- maybe if you could, like, let's talk about the fifth grade play if we could, sure. and tell us a little bit about. And this year it was about Earth and aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like maybe a, a quick overview about what it is. And sure. Dr. B, why don't you give us? a try? Yeah.
1: Um, so when Andrew and I were both hired in 2019, I know it'd been a long-standing, one of the longest and most special Pinebrook traditions for the fifth graders to put on. Like a MTI, which is Music Theater International. Okay. Like, like a formal musical that you sure. purchase. Like James
0: like, and the Giant Peach* Exactly. Or exactly. Mulan. Exactly. Or we've done Shrek. Right. Shrek. And it was
1: already purchased and set up before we were hired to be 101 Dalmatians. And I know, you know, we were, it was made very clear to us when we were hired, this is yeah. really important. Please don't let this drop. But like. Maybe, you know, there, there are other avenues that could be pursued if you guys yeah. have ideas. And it quickly became clear to us as we were doing the auditions. Um, it was heartbreaking to see mm. kids go in there and give it their best and not be selected for a role. And we're like, you know, there is a place for wow. that. I think that's middle school and high school. But when the whole grade needs to be involved, to only have a select few shine on stage feels like it goes against what we believe about elementary general music education. Hmm. So we did have this idea, what if our students created their own and they could self-select their role very much in line with personalized learning that I know LCPS and Pinebrook right. is a big fan of. Yeah. And, um, and we, we know we didn't do it that first year. We tried to have different ways they could be involved you know, with things like lighting or sound or whatnot, but okay. COVID happened. And COVID was really the catalyst for we have to think outside the box here because That's how right. are we gonna do this?
3: So well, much change happened from yeah. that experience. And I was just gonna say we we did put on that hundred and one Dalmatian show. I believe it was February, first week of February 2020. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, five weeks, six weeks later was when yeah. everything sort of sort of changed. Yeah. And yeah. Shut right. down. So right. uh and through that first musical, we like Dr. Verona said, it was already purchased. We it was in the music room we got there. And we said, man, this really is, is a wonderful opportunity to feature about 15 students. And in a, a grade level of 150, a 10% who get a really amazing experience and 90% who either have very little of that experience, that's not to say that this is a bad product or a bad uh, method of, of, of musical performance, I just think that it doesn't scale as well as you get up to these groups of 100 plus people. And it it was so fulfilling for those 15, but really challenging for the, the students who didn't make that top 15, that top 10%. Right. So what we pursued as, as a way to try to accommodate that in the constraints of the legal um perimeters of this musical these are extremely regulated okay. uh there are can't even are,
1: change a word you're not allowed right, to change right.
3: any word anything in the music recordings it's it's super tightly controlled was well let's just do it twice let's have two different casts so we, we had two kids. right so <laughs> then we we doubled the amount of participation up to two cruella Vil's yes. instead of just one and so we went from 15 to 30 we were able to uh to create an uh Improvisatory jazz, xylophone. I, I remember those early yeah. Yeah. performances. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't seem like that was quite enough. So what ended up happening? So after that, you know, going going into distance learning or a hybrid model through COVID, we wanted to revisit this idea of how can we create a musical product that still feels impactful, important, and that still is a, a, a cherished part of this Pinebrook community without creating an environment in which a lot of students are excluded from that. And so uh, we, you know, within the parameters of distance learning and hybrid, we said, well, maybe we can have the students write their own musical. We, we'll give them some guidance, uh, and we'll stitch it together, You know, due to the limitations with distance learning, into basically a giant movie that year. Yeah, that year. Uh, because we had half the students at home and half were here at right. school back and forth. So, so lots of video making. A lot of oh video editing. Gosh. Dr. Verona spent. Oh, oh, hours and I, hours. I, I, I remember just come back from that. maternity leave, right.
1: and I was like, Oh, this, you know, I'm at home all of time with my sweet baby. Oh my god, I think I was working till 10 every night for that much. And it was just, one of those things where, <laughs> well,
3: we, we realized okay, this, despite the technological challenges of this, the idea has a mm-hmm. lot of potential. Really we did, had yeah. so much student buy-in, the students wrote what was going to happen so and determined the plot, and they loved it. So when we returned to, a, you know, in-person schooling the following year, we met with Mr. Thiessen and the rest of the admin team and said, can we pursue this style of musical, student-generated, student-written, student-created and student-run, as opposed to when well, we come back to normal, back in school, let's go buy, you know, an- another, Shrek. Uh, another Shrek, Shrek or Shrek 2, you know, instead of buying that can we create this with the students because we had so much success with student you know, prosperity and enjoyment uh, in that new model
1: and you were so supportive
3: yeah oh. we got the we got the full green light and and that <laughs> okay. first that first return uh, to in- person that musical was all was all different and it was wonderful and it was really reflective of those students in fifth grade that year and that's one of the real advantages we've seen in this type of uh format is that we can reflect each individual grade has got their own personality so the fifth graders last year the fifth graders this year the fifth graders next year they might not fit as neatly into a a modified disney story they might want to do something that's really heartfelt and sweet or they might want to do something that's kind of sassy and funny or they might want to do a mix of those things and by having them write their own musical, they get to tailor that experience to themselves. I mean, it's tremendous.
0: And so like we said, this year, you ended up having like, and it was was the aliens finding a new location. And so they were using earth that that to understand exactly the history of lots of different centuries. Is that right? Right,
2: so um, the fifth graders were split into either aliens or
0: humans. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And did they get to choose whether they were an alien or a human? for the most part
3: so we we, what we did was both maybe yeah exactly we had students who i i want to have a big part in the musical i'm really i'm really interested in this we had those students as fourth graders at the end of the year write a a, basically a persuasive essay about what century was the best (laughs) from those we, we got 1600s, 1700s 1800s 1900s when students came back in the fall the students who had taken that time to submit those essays yeah. were then selected into groups of narrators who had predominant speaking parts, right. whether that was by themselves or whether that was in a group of three or four. Sure. They had they were featured most prominently since they had volunteered to put in that extra work in, in the end of the They wrote
1: the musical, essentially. They did. They wrote they did. the content. Even though we had to do some reshaping depending on who's where and how they work together. Class placements. Things yeah, like things out of our control. They wrote the content for that
0: That is unbelievable and that makes sense because you know of course we were able to see it and watch Mm -hmm. it and it was really quite an event but you did see different groups of kids right you Mm -hmm. saw like two or three maybe during the 17th century yeah and then maybe five or six talk about the 18th century and it wasn't just a talk they weren't just teaching the audience about that century Mm -hmm. they acted it out they were funny and they were jokes (laughs) and they were sassy and they were sassy and it wove in Plenty of actual, real good information yeah. from that particular century,
3: and all that Dang. information came from those those narrators, those students who wrote these persuasive essays. They they took it upon themselves to write one page about, okay, well, the 1700s was the best time period because they invented the the toilet, and that was huge <laughs> for our society. Here's here's three or four sentences about why the toilet changed the world. Those students then had the opportunity. To present that information in a way that was was clever and creative and, and and funny in that program of of different centuries in an attempt to sort of persuade these aliens of why <laughs> this time was the best time. And I don't
0: think a fifth grader is ever going to shy away from a good toilet joke. <laughs> I know I won't. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay,
0: maybe not just yeah, this. This is why you connect <laughs> back exactly from earlier. But you were gonna mention something more, Miss You, about like how this idea came to be. I didn't wanna leave that out.
2: Oh no, I think Mr. Foot really did a good job explaining. Um, but yeah, it was just really cool to see how this Students themselves basically
1: took an idea and ran with
0: it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. But that was just this year's play. Last year, if you could remind me. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: um, gosh, that was that one had some moving parts. It so, did.
0: It was pretty complex, and I yeah. think I had a role in that at some point. <laughs> oh, no. You
1: did. You did. Um, so those students were trapped in like a storybook of sorts, and they were trying to get out. And their fifth grade teachers <laughs> kept coming and saying, "You're not ready to graduate from fifth grade. You haven't showed us that you have learned." all the lessons required to move on to middle school oh my gosh so, and and yeah and the content for each of the the scenes what you know children's songs like twinkle twinkle little star Bitsy right. spider it's like what is this super true well story? exactly right. very elementary but they took it to the next level what's a real story of the itsy bitsy spider <laughs> and they would tell that story through lyrics that they rewrote through the story acting it out, but also like they would use music to convey a mood. So if something changed, now that Itsy Bitsy Spider is about to get destroyed, the music would shift into the minor mode or it gets slower and they made those decisions about how to use music to tell the story and you know then they they think they'd solve the problem and their teachers would be like no not yet so it took the whole time and then you know of course they made it through at the end and that was a fun way to involve the teachers but a totally different idea than the (laughs) aliens and the silly and the toilet jokes and whatnot but both just as well done and as representative of each class. And I
0: don't know if it's very common that you get students get the opportunity to actually express themselves through music or a mood through music like you just described.
1: Well, it's funny you mention that because something I really enjoy learning about in my PhD is the trends of the national and state standards. Okay. We use, When I started teaching, it was all about teaching students to perform at a very high level. You tell them what they need to fix and of course train them to self-assess and whatnot. But the whole point is performance. And you, I will tell you when you are there and you have, done this well and learn this music to this standard and you can reproduce it. Now, it's from 2014 on, we started to see the national standards reflect um, a move toward creation and composition mm-hmm. and creativity. And we all try Fantastic. to you know, incorporate that into our teaching, but it's, it's not just about memorizing your lines in a play anymore and being the best Cruella de Vil. It's like, well, why don't we write the play? And what wow. would you do differently here and how does the music reflect the story and what can you do creatively what, what decisions do you want to make you really get to empower the students like i had a we were showing the musical in class this week to the younger kids and oh, someone fun. goes well yeah they're like why are the lights like that on the stage why do they have red lights and oh, um detail. it's like well great question yes, yeah, right <laughs> it's like well the um you know the the fifth graders worked with the high schoolers at lightridge and they decided why the light should look like that and that scene to reflect the mood. And they're like, wait, they get to do the light, they get
3: to pick them I'm like, yeah, I didn't oh pick the lighting. So. Well, and I, I think one of the big points with that is that this, this process has become so democratic. Mm-hmm. You know, taking last year as an example, students said, okay, well, something's happening in the scene and I want the music to reflect that. Right. How am I how am I gonna make that change? Well, what do we think? Could we should we slow it down? I think it should go faster. Why well, I, I think we should right. do it softer. The students then voted on these ideas, they tried different options in the way that they manipulated this very well-known song. This year, it was it was actually, we started this sort of democratic lyric writing process in fourth grade, oh, where yeah, Dr. That. Verona and I split up all of the different, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was, a process. I, I think it ended up being 32 different sheets divided <laughs> no, amongst, sheets. worksheets, divided yeah. amongst uh, the students where you would have a blank table with each cell representing syllables in a song. So if you if you know, one of the songs we used was I Got Rhythm, right? So that's sure. That's two lines of four, right? Da 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 da. Another line of 4 da 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 Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. A line of eight. So that's four, 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 eight. How are we gonna talk about the 1900s in a persuasive way that fits within these? Oh, <laughs> and make it rhyme. And make it rhyme. Ri- and make it rhyme. These three have to rhyme, but not this one. And we we explained all this process to them, and we just let them go. And we gave up these sheets and we had some really phenomenal ideas and we had some ideas that needed a little bit of coaching. <laughs> yeah. But we then, i synthesized all of these lyrics into a cohesive there song. Were
1: hundreds of
3: worksheets it was, in the
1: music room that week. I mean, it was it was,
3: it was crazy. But it was awesome because it was so democratic every student participated in the writing of every song, regardless of whether or not they performed
0: that song. That is truly unbelievable. And you know what, like listening to you teach us about that little component of the process, I couldn't help but thinking in that moment about, there is a child most likely in one of these classes somewhere now has a structure right has like found a way to like have an outlet about music mm-hmm. and maybe they didn't have that before and this is now painfully clear to them sure. because i'm sure what is it and I, and I think that is probably you know one of the one of the one of the things that you may never see you right. know, or,
3: or that you certainly won't see in front of you now well actually it's, it's funny you mentioned that we have had students from the fifth grade class come up to us and say hey uh, Mr. Foote in the spring when they were in fourth grade. Mr. Foote, um, I wrote this song, can I share it with you? And I'm like, oh, I, and I'm thinking it's about the musical. No, they, they just wrote a song. Oh, and yeah. they used that structure <laughs> that, that they had learned. Time. I wanted to express this idea about some cool thing I'm doing at home or something I'm doing over the summer. And so I wrote a, sh- a short song oh, about it. And it that was so cool to see that, that turnaround, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, to say, yeah. wow, you are not only is this experience really fulfilling in the school building in school hours, but you're applying this outside of school yeah. in your own life, of your own volition, and then feeling motivated to share that with us. That was we get super emails special.
1: constantly from parents, kids, videos of kids Tremendous. performing. So like, I just want to share this with you. I, I made this. I made this. I wrote this, or this is me performing. And then we've been invited kids who have done the musical, you know, went on to the more traditional musical model at the high school, whether they work with sound or lighting or they're a lead actor, like one of our former students. And it's so cool to see them go on and do that and have been mm-hmm. impacted
3: by this. I mean, I, I had a parent today in the parking lot who said, oh, hey, Mr. Foot, the musical was so cool. I, I went last week and I said, oh, thank you so much. And she said, yeah, I have a, I have a, a daughter who's, who did the fifth grade musical several years ago, and, but I also have a first grader. So I went and watched it, and I, I told my older daughter, you know, your musical is great, but it seems like they're getting better every year. <laughs> she said, well, we, we certainly hope so. But, uh, That's a goal. <laughs> But we've been so supported both in our school and outside of our school by the school community in this change, in this way to make it more authentic to our students. So we've been, we really appreciated yeah. that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All
0: right, so Smoke, I, you know, I think you being very new to this entire experience, what is your insight? What did you find out?
2: I think it's pretty darn amazing what we've been able to, and by we, I mean, primarily Mr. Foot and Dr. Verona have no, been No, it's a to, team. It's a it's team, team, team effort have been able to put together because first of all, like what uh, Mr. Foot was saying earlier about tradi- or culture, establishing culture. I think that was super critical. Like the kids are invested, their teachers were invested. Mm-hmm. I've never seen like that kind of support from
1: a right. uh, uh, grade level group of teachers. Um, they're amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I
0: think yeah. it's important to give a shout out to
1: yeah. The team Absolutely. Yeah. is incredible. And we love
3: working with them They were handed speaking lines Last the day time. of the musical <laughs> oh, we said hey can you get on stage three or four times and speak these lines you, you prominent you, role. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah. if you're not up there the musical won't really make sense we yeah. need you to help us with this the transitional material and they were like Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. And they totally they had makeup, went with it. They had shirts. They got into it. They oh, were yeah. so were they're so much fun. They're aliens. They're cute humans. Yeah. People, right. yeah, the people,
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Humans, yeah. They're they're so much fun. I also want to give a shout out to the fifth graders because I haven't worked. Well, I've only worked at two other schools, but I haven't worked with a group of kids that are just so invested in something. They really are. Yeah. And they put in the work and too. And they put in the work. They, so they put on costumes hard. that we didn't really necessarily ask them to. They brought in things from home. Um, it was really a lot of extra work that they took on and
1: they, they took ownership of it. I don't think we had a single student who wasn't buying into the process
3: yeah, yeah. and that is well, and, that, and and what a change to go from a, a product that that legally can only feature 15 students right. to a product that that we are it is unlimited in the opportunities for i'm happy major. you pointed that out because i saw
0: numerous students Beaming to get onto the stage, into their place, right. onto the bleachers, and ready to sing and work. And they didn't have one speaking part. Mm-hmm. They didn't have one feature. Mm-hmm. And it was truly just they could. They felt like they owned this process, yep. even if they were just in the chorus. Yeah. And that and, and that was it, and, that and that was their
3: choice. They right. they had the option. Do you want to act? Do you want to do something else? And they said confidently, "I want to be up on stage. I want to sing. I don't want to have a speaking part, but I don't need. To, I don't need that to feel validated." And, and, I, and I'm performing the way that I want to perform that's so they important. did
1: such a good job
0: absolutely right um, listen I want to say thank you so much again for talking with me today thanks for having uh, us Mr. absolutely, absolutely. and sharing with our community and the listening audience that this is truly uh, just about this experience in general and this is truly a fantastic authentic realistic and engaging and just wonderful experience for the Pinebrook community. Um, like we said, truly, we usually end with a quote. If we want students to be innovators in the future, we must start them on a path today. And I will tell you that is this is innovation. This creativity, this idea of ownership is truly something special. We want to credit Lowney County Public Schools and the Spotify podcast for the support of this podcast? Thank you to Ms. Davenport for being here today, and all the staff, mm-hmm. students, and community of Farmingdale Elementary School, and of course, the feature today, Dr. Rhoda, Miss You, and Mr. Flint, as we continue to empower students to be their very best selves. Take care, everybody.